Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. Helen Keller Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode where I'm going to be sharing with you some thoughts on what we're going through right now psychologically as it relates to COVID-19 and some of the psychological distress that we may be feeling collectively now and long-term as we try to go, once this settles back to our new normal, what can happen. Most often when there's some sort of intense uncertainty or fear, it does have long-lasting effects. So while we're all focused right now on surviving, on being able to stay safe and healthy during this very, you know, uncertain time, I also feel that it's important that we each realize longer term what we're dealing with and how to manage it. So I'm going to start by talking a little bit about trauma and defining it because some people just don't understand what trauma actually entails. And it it could be anything, any event that causes you deep distress and it's very disturbing and the response is just very overwhelming, that can be trauma. And when we talk about trauma, it affects all your abilities, all your adaptive abilities, your your emotional abilities, what you feel, you know, whether it's uh, guilt or anger or fear or shame, it affects the way you think. That's your cognitive ability. It affects you physically, your muscles. You may be in pain, your sleep, your digestion, your immune function. It affects you spiritually, your beliefs, your worldviews, your meaning of life. And it certainly affects you socially in your relationships. That can mean with your family, but it could also mean with strangers. And certainly that's something that's, um, all of those things are being affected right now as we go through this very distressing time that we are living. And part of it, when you're dealing with things that cause you such intense anxiety is the after effects and how it affects your nervous system. Often your nervous system, after you go through these high periods of distress, it stays on high alert. And it does so in order to protect you from further harm. But that doesn't always um, benefit you. And it certainly may not feel right. So I think that's something that we have to talk about. Because, you know, in this instance, we don't really have a clear point in history that we can relate to when we've experienced something to this magnitude. And when we start like scanning, our brain does this scanning for a reference point. It doesn't have anything that it could make the links. So the fear response actually is greater. I mean, we have gone from normal living to extreme uncertainty and fear and loss. I mean, there's been dramatic losses with 
with people. People have died, people that we love, that we care about. People have gotten really sick. There's been loss with our finance, with money and, and jobs and with our, our identities because now what happens next? I mean, when you lose your job, you lose your money, you lose people you love, and, and you're not certain about what the future holds, you lose your identity and you start asking yourself, what happens now? And quite honestly, that's the perfect storm for mental health challenges. So I wanted to review some of the things that you can look out for, some initial symptoms of trauma, and that can include extreme sadness and frequent crying or uh, feeling loss or maybe emotional numbness. Maybe um, you're feeling disillusionment or you're having a difficult time concentrating or being angry or irritable or jumpy, or maybe you're experiencing a lot of anxiety or fear. And often there's changes in appetite, like loss of appetite or difficulty sleeping, or maybe even nightmares or flashbacks. And and your brain can't stop thinking, and you have all these preoccupations happening at all time, and you may be even ruminating about the same thing over and over again. And while all of this is common to feel and to experience some of these symptoms after you go through some kind of life trauma, I think it's important for you to know that if you stay feeling like this, if the feeling and these symptoms persist for more than two weeks, and if they start interfering with, with your functioning, you definitely should seek medical mental health help from a professional. And it's important that you know that symptoms of depression and anxiety, they are real illnesses. They, they just can't disappear and, you know, snap out of it. That's not how it works. And while there's a lot of overlap and there's definitely during these times more difficulty in knowing if what you're feeling is circumstantial or if it's actually triggering an underlying illness because you know with anxiety with depression with other mental health disorders we have to remember that they're not always apparent and sometimes it's what we call recurrent they can come back sometimes for no apparent reason but often they're triggered by something and definitely what we're going through right now is going to trigger a lot of mental health disorders that have been, let's say, laying low. So let's talk about what it is that you can do in the meantime, if you're suffering, if you're feeling some kind of distress. The first thing is I want you to allow yourself time to process whatever it is that you're feeling, knowing that None of it is right or wrong or good or bad. I don't want you to rush or hide or deny anything that you're feeling just to create awareness and accept that it's going to take time to adjust. And you got to be kind to yourself and, and not judge. You're not weak because of whatever it is that you're thinking or feeling. It is part of the actual experience. The worst thing that you could do is deny it, is keep it to yourself. And that is definitely not going to help you. So whether, whether you, you know, you journal or you talk to somebody and honestly talking to somebody is probably the best thing that you can do. Someone that you can trust, you really do not have to do this alone. We are all humans. You have the ability to express how you feel. If you find someone that you 
trust and you feel safe with, I guarantee you it's going to make you feel so much better just to get it out of you and out there, you know, just speak it, say it, just talk about it and you will find some sort of relief. Another thing that I want you to be aware of is that now might not be the best time to make major life decisions uh, during the times that you're feeling a lot of stress or maybe you're feeling depressed. This is not the time to do anything that's going to impact you negatively specifically negatively in the long term, because you may not be thinking properly. Um, Maybe, you know, it's being influenced by the way you feel, which may not be, you know, optimal right now. So it's a good practice to avoid making those long-term decisions. And I I see that all the time as it relates to relationships, people uh, ending relationships or getting back into relationships that were no good for you for the wrong reasons. So I urge you to take notice of that. Also, I think it's really important to keep a routine, something that you can actually find some sort of stability and grounding in your life. Uh, Make sure that you're preparing your meals, that you're eating them in a timely fashion, that you're actually moving your body, that you're exercising, that you're you're sleeping, you're trying to sleep, that, you know, you're taking care of your hygiene and, and as much as possible, infusing a little bit of feel good. It could be, you know, little things, but always try to do something that you like, that makes you feel a little bit comfortable and well on an everyday basis. And certainly I urge you not to self-medicate how I know that may be easy, you know, start drinking or smoking or whatever it is that kind of makes you you know, go away from the negative feelings, but in the long run, that is not going to do you any, any good. It's probably actually going to make you things a lot worse. Staying present is what you need and processing. And then again, you know, doing things that you enjoy and little pleasures, like I was talking about, can be something as simple as if you have, you know, a yard going outside, or if maybe you don't have a yard and you can't go outside, well, maybe just finding some comfort inside your house, maybe watching a movie or reading a book or making yourself a cup of tea or taking, I don't know, a bubble bath or even going on a virtual field trip. A lot of museums nowadays have uh, virtual exhibits or you go on a some kind of travel channel and kind of visit places that way. Just anything that interrupts the negative thoughts, the negative associations that you're making, nothing that is going to make you feel worse. What you're trying to do is find things that actually lift you, that make you feel well. And that's something that you should be doing on a daily all the time, as much as possible, even when you don't want to. And that's the thing. Uh, It's difficult when you're feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress to do some of these things, but that's where you have to push yourself and know that this is temporary. It's going to pass. You do have the ability, the resilience to get through this. It has to start with how you manage your mind, your thinking, and what you do, your behaviors. Those are things that are within your control. While so many things are not within your control at a time like this, those are. So another thing to know is if 
you notice someone that you care about is struggling and perhaps they don't even notice that they're struggling or they're in denial that they're struggling, you know, it's important for you to reach out to them, to let them know that you care, to offer support, maybe spend some time with them, some extra time, even if it's virtually, even if it's on the phone and don't take it personally. You know, uh, if someone snaps at you or if they're a little bit distant, it's something that's happening within them. It has probably nothing to do with you. So be a little bit uh, supportive in that way and share with them also how you feel so that they don't feel that there's something wrong with them and they're the only ones that may be feeling like this. Kind of uh, normalize that we're all feeling different things uh, collectively right now. And encourage them to start doing things that make them feel a little bit better. Again, exercise is just one of the best ways to, you know, help when you're struggling with any kind of mental health issues. Get your body moving if you're able to do things that actually you know, make your body feel good, eat whole foods and and sleep, all of that really helps. I think we're in this for the long haul right now. You know, I'm confident, even though, I mean, obviously I can't have any certainty, but I'm pretty confident that all this will pass in the next coming weeks or month or so. And we'll start seeing, you know, the light, uh, some betterness in the world. But behind that, we also have to have awareness that it will be a new normal. There will be new ways of dealing with each other and showing up in the world. And there's still going to be a lot of hesitance on how to navigate times moving forward. So if each of us takes these practices and, you know, make them the way that they feel right for you, knowing that if we each try to feel better in the long run, as a giant unit, we're all going to be better. So I thought that today's episode would give you just something to think about, not only in the now, which is always, you know, what I preach, it's so important to stay in the here and now, but always expand that view a little bit bigger to how you can make these shifts for tomorrow as well. And it starts by practicing them now so that later you're more adept to it. All right, guys, until next week, I certainly hope that you're staying safe and um, think well and be well, my friends. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.